right, everyone, and welcome back to SCTV for ScreeningClub.com, where we break down the latest in television entertainment for you each week. This week, again, we are down a man. I am here, as always, uh, with my brother, Chris. How's it going, Chris? Going great. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, this is our second week. Uh, we're down a lang. Yeah, it only got colder since last week. It only got colder. So if, if Winter is week, coming for, for Mike. Yeah, if last week it was too cold for him, it's definitely too cold now. I know. We, yeah, we briefly talked about Mike's uh, apparent inability to uh, come over come over uh, and get with us to do the the podcast in, in the cold. We'll, we'll have to talk with him more, more about this. Although today, we are very lucky. We have a very cool interview today, uh, and Mike did uh, make, make an appearance to do that interview. So for the second half of this podcast, guys, uh, you are going to be hearing uh, our interview with a very funny guy, a very talented guy named Colin Smith, an actor from uh, the HBO uh, new drama, uh, the, the Young Pope, which mm-hmm. we're also going to talk about today. Uh, and uh, and a few other things uh, of interest here today. Anything g- going on with you this 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 week, Chris? How, how was your your week of TV watching in, in in general? It was good. Finally, have some shows back. I know. It was getting annoying to have everything gone. Of course, I have Madam Secretary, which which never okay. stopped, Chris. Yeah. Although I haven't, and then the uh, the new Celebrity Apprentice, uh, I I missed out on this this week stuff. But like we Probably talked about last week, not Chris. And we did, I mean, just a little teaser, we did talk with Colin a little bit about the Celebrity Apprentice, about Arnold. So yeah, uh, definitely wait and check that out. Uh, right after our first half here, uh, Colin gave some great insight into uh, a number of his projects uh, and some uh, some stories from Onset with the Young Pope and uh, cool stuff like that. But let's do this, Chris. We both checked out uh, this new this new show. Why don't, why don't you give us just a, cu- a couple of words about what it is? Uh, Taboo. Taboo is a Tom Hardy <clears throat> vehicle on FX. Uh, he is a explorer guy at a young age. Went off to Africa for almost a decade. He comes back on the day after his father died, or shortly after his father died, to kind of recoup his family fortune and obviously the vultures have been circling i got pretty excited about this when you brought it up last week um because you described it as uh tom hardy is a crazy british man that comes over to the u.s now that didn't exactly happen didn't happen in the first episode but there wasn't a merit it's implied that he will be going to the u.s i love Tom, tom hardy I thought uh, I, I really enjoyed watch, watching this. Um, and why don't we talk a little bit about it? Um, <coughs> if you guys haven't watched uh, season one, episode one of Tab- of Taboo, uh, we are going to have some spoilers here. So let's just let's just talk for a second. So Tom Hardy is this this guy James Delaney, right? Mm-hmm. I believe that's his name, and he is a crazy looking dude. Like when he was sitting in that church. Didn't he have like a weird thing on his face? Do, do, do you know what I'm talking about? Well, he has the scar on his eye. Yeah, but almost like his face looked like d- to discolored. Me, to me, it looked like he had been. Well, he's been in Africa, Jeff. He's been tanned. He's he's been in Africa. I thought he was in the U.S. No, I thought he returned from from the U.S. No, he returned from Africa. Okay, I was confused. Yeah, that that makes more sense. So he was in Africa doing probably some sort of crazy shit, right? Well, he's been plundering Africa, but it's it's assumed. I, I've heard some rumblings that maybe 
things aren't as they seem on the show. Really? Yeah, and as you know, I don't like seeing these things. Yeah, but it was, you, unavo- you would get it was unavoidable. Very violent. If if me or Mike brought up some rum, I was reading on a site that we won't name, and usually they're they're usually pretty even keeled and devoid of that stuff. But uh, I won't go any further. I wish I hadn't read it. So you just think that something that we're seeing? Well, it here, was what I read was more specific, but I won't say it on the show just to be. Like, did they claim that they found out like for sure, or this was just their? Their, their thinking well, or their, their the, theory? Uh, it seemed like a theory to me because they didn't give up any specifics. Like, if you look at this part and this part, and this clearly says that this happened. So it seemed like it was mm. a theory. But I won't go too into it. So, like, the whole thing with the show, though, is that he he comes back for his father's funeral, and there's this this land, right? Yeah. There's this land that his 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 father owned, and it's it's disputed land, and there's a war going on, right? It's war between the revolutionary the, war, yeah, b- between the U.S. Mm-hmm. and and Great and Great Britain. Um, and from what I understand, like this this land is like very important as far as that that dispute. Like, is it because it's some sort of like like shipping like port or or something? Yeah, in the uh, in the great like climactic scene we learned that in the nuke sound which is what the land is titled is basically like the key to like that basically vancouver like you can't get to vancouver or pass through the, the waters of the island of vancouver without owning the uh, sound okay so it's it's very important and then he's he's refusing to do it he's he's refusing to sell to the Amer- to the uh, british even though, didn't they say that, like, his father, like, along with his sister, had already, like, preliminary, pre- pre- made a pre- preliminary deal? His his uh, half-sister had. But because his father died, he's now he's in, there. in charge. Yeah, he's there. But they made a deal? Or, no, they, I mean, it must not have gone the, through. that the half-sister agreed on a figure. Okay, okay. And now, like, I know they said, like, the war is ending, so the land is even. Like he he recognizes that the land is pr- probably even more more important now because right? they're drawing the border lines. Yeah, because they're drawing the the border lines, and then yeah, anything else else happened? I mean, there there was some, t- Tom Hardy is so is so good, and really the whole cast I, I thought did Tom a great Hardy job. just he has such a crazed look in his eye, and you <laughs> yeah. feel, and it really wasn't even the violent very violent at all. But you just feel like violence could erupt at any moment because of how crazy he is. You know what I was reading, and I believe that we haven't seen this character yet. Speaking of crazy people, um, there was a story I was reading uh, that Tom Hardy's dog got loose in a rugby field, and this this is leading somewhere. I promise, it got loose in a rugby field, and he ran into this this guy that is like a youth rugby coach, Hmm. um, and he ended up calling calling the guy and launching his acting career by giving him a, a role in Taboo. Now, wow. I don't think I've seen him yet, uh, but I'm not too familiar with what, he, uh, what he looks like. But I thought that was pretty cool. Like, they must have been looking for, like, a specific look for the guy, and Tom Hardy just said, I ran into this guy that was really friendly when my dog in- interrupted his his, yeah. his rugby practice. Um, so that, that'll be cool to see that. Yeah. Uh, and Tom Hardy is awesome. So I'll definitely be... Um, 
be looking forward to this. Anything you're thinking about moving forward, Chris? It's the uh, it's think? the same crew behind Peaky Blinders, a Netflix and BBC joint production. Oh yeah, you spoke. Which about Tom Hardy's that. also in. He's a supporting role, oh. uh, and it's they both nail like British griminess <laughs> really well. Uh, so that's what I'm. I just love that time period. I love everything about the show. So I'm excited to watch it. You know what? You just re- reminded me of. Um, for some reason, I, I, I don't know. I've been watching more of Black Mirror. I mm-hmm. think I mentioned this this to you. Random si- side note here: um, Black Mirror. There, there always seem seems to be more than I thought. Like I, for some reason, the the first time I was looking through the seasons, yeah. like are, are some seasons only like a handful of of episodes? Yeah, I think like some are only like four episodes or something. Then there's a Christmas special. I saw that one. That was really good. I mean, they've they've all been 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 really cool. Um, I especially liked. Well, I think it was the one that uh, friend of the pod di- directed uh, mm, the Dan video game one. Yep. Right. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. the video game company. Uh. Yep. Uh. That was that was r- really cool. I saw one that I haven't finished watching yet though. Uh, about the bees. Mm-hmm. So hated in the nation. I think it's called. Yeah. Yeah. That one was really long. They're, they're not all that long, right? That that, that no, one's like not. an hour and a half long. I think they're all just like. Just they, wh- wh- whatever script, the director yeah, wants to their script, it. yeah. Okay, cool. Well, very cool, t- Taboo. Uh, good job, Tom Hardy and company. We'll be, uh, we'll be t- tuning in to see what crazy things uh, James Delaney does. Uh, let's talk about the new H- HBO. Uh, we'll definitely be watching this one, too. Uh, the Young Pope. I definitely have some thoughts on this, but I'd love to hear your initial re- reactions. Now, of course, HBO is releasing this two times a week on Sundays and Mondays. Mm-hmm. Um, so because we're recording this on Tuesday, we've been treated to two episodes. Yep. Uh, so we've seen both of the first ones. So guys, if you haven't seen the young Pope season one, episodes one and two, uh, there's going to be some spoilers now uh, just to give you a warning. But Chris, what did you think? Uh, I, I liked it a lot. There was obviously this very striking opening scene. I'm sure everyone is talking about with with the babies or the you're babies talking about the big speech and the speech. Yeah, all yeah, of it. yeah. It was uh, really good. Yeah, and I I liked the juxtaposition between that initial speech in his dream to the speech he actually gave in the second episode. The speech he actually gave. I mean, we can talk about it, but like it was so like tension awkward. Like it yeah. was so. I mean, like, we we're feeling. delving right into it right now, but um. In, in that, I like the second episode a lot better than the first episode mm-hmm. uh, because you felt like the first episode was a lot of setup as a lot of the first episodes are a lot of pilots so I kind of give it a pass for that but the second episode you kind of felt like oh this man's really got like a plan this man like you can yeah. see why this man became Pope like when he was given the speech about like all the famous artists not showing their photo mm-hmm. you can you kind of saw you a glimpse into that he maybe had a master plan but yeah. that speech seemed to go against that to me. Because um, that speech wasn't veiled in mystery as he was. The speech was just filled with hate. Yeah, the speech was just basically saying that no one is accepting God the way that he wants them to, right? Or the way that God wants them to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, uh, that, I mean, let, let, let's talk more, more about that talk, later. But Yeah, if we talk more grandly, though, the thing I like about the show is that there's so much good content to be made out of like the the idea of a show about the backroom dealings in the Vatican 
is an amazing like idea and i'm surprised i know that uh some especially modern days i know like dimitri's demons has touched on it and i think rome touched on it a little bit um like it's dealt on it a little bit in like the earlier years but to do a modern show set in the vatican with like all the backroom dealings is like, so really cool to see like the cardinals with their cell phones and like that, yeah. that sort of stuff with the ipads and um just uh, i think pa- paolo sorrentino um so good like it just the the direction in this okay i'll i did want to say this so sometimes i got a feeling like and i don't know if this will make sense to you chris but there's this sort of like and i know this wasn't was it bbc i think it's sky atlantic and 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 h hbo i think bbc might have been there as well but like you just sort of get this like there's a sort of feeling that you have of like a like 1990s BBC produced drama that like I sort of got parts of when we were we were watching this, but then I also got like feelings like we were watching like a really high quality like Italian foreign film. Like oh yeah, some of the stuff in here is just like so well done. Like yeah, oh my gosh, some of the stuff and no like when he's giving the initial dream speech, mm-hmm. like some some of it was like a little kooky and like. I'm happy that it turned out to be a fake speech. We get like the Cardinals falling over and stuff yeah, like, yeah. like that. Like when I saw that, I was like, that doesn't really fit. But then like, it fits for it to be a, uh, for dream, it to be yeah. a dream, you know? And then, um, okay. A couple of cool moments that I'd, I'd like us to talk about. You, you mentioned briefly, uh, you know, when he, when he meets with the marketing woman mm-hmm. and he's giving his big talk about, uh, you know how he doesn't want to be seen and all and and all of that man the interaction there was just so cool and know what he has so many of these interactions where it's so like eerie and and you just don't know where he's coming from <laughs> like it's like yeah. is he being serious like and then like like i think to me the biggest moment and i think this happened in the second episode when he's talking to I don't know what the guy's like official role is, but the guy that takes all the con- confessions that he's yeah. hitting up for information, and when he confesses the second time and starts saying that he doesn't believe there's there's a god, and just like that guy's reaction, and then Jude Law's like that seems to be like his classic thing to like say what he pr- maybe really feels. I don't know. It's and like that's the impo- thing about the show; you really don't know what his grand plan is, or even if he has one. I know because like, like you don't he, know the truth when he says stuff like that, like when he's very seriously t- telling this guy that he doesn't believe in God, is he trying to oust oust the truth from him, like to to see if the guy doesn't care and then yeah. like com- completely own him for it, or is that like a little insight into what he really thinks? I don't know. I think sure, um, we'll see. Yeah, it was pretty, but his in- interaction with um. With the marketing woman, I'm forgetting her name, was uh, really, really cool. Like, not only was he, he was talking about, you know, he mentioned Daft Punk and stuff, so it was cool, like, again, to see. He's a young pope, Jeff. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's the young pope. Uh, it was cool to see that it was, like, modern, um, but also, he's just, like, crazy. Like, 
I I really enjoy that character. I feel like there's so much to op- to open up with uh with the young pope with with Lenny, although we can't call him Lenny. That was another di- dynamic that we pope could talk Pius about. Pope Pius the thirteenth. Yeah. Oh man. So much uh, so much cool stuff. Let's let's talk for a second about. So we got we got a little bit of his childhood. Mm-hmm. So we've learned that he was given up when he was like seven or something. Yeah. Uh, to an or a Catholic orphanage yep. uh, run by Diane Keaton's character, who is brought back into his life, who he brings back in as as an adult, um, which got me a little excited to see. Uh, I think that's sort of warming us up for possibly seeing friend of the podcast Colin Smith, uh, who's a. Uh, I won't give anything away, but um, yeah. Well, he talks about how he's been searching for his parents like his entire life, basically. Yeah. No. No. What I was. Uh, I I don't know if you watched any of the trailers uh, or you know the coming attract whatever mm-hmm. for this Chris, but like the guy that turned out to be the old older priest, I was thinking that was his older father. W- were you thinking that? No. You, think, you didn't think that that guy that guy definitely is a fatherly figure. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and the age that his father would sure. probably be. Priests can't have children, though. But I guess that would make sense if they gave him up. Yeah, I mean, that was another interaction, and I recognize that that guy from from somewhere. Um, it's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, he's a. Yeah, but anyway, um, some really cool in- interactions. Let's talk about his relationship with Diane Keaton's character. I I don't know her name. Um Sister Mary. Is it Sister Mary? I don't know. She probably has a last name. It is Sister Mary. Yeah. So I felt like okay, this is one thing that confused me. When we see him first meet her as a kid, she says, Never call me Ma. Mm-hmm. And then the second kid that meets her, she says, Never call me sister, call me Ma. Is that because she has ascended to being in charge? And she is now because art isn't the, the nun that's in charge called uh, mother? Isn't that what the nun that's in charge called? If it's not that, then why did she not let Lenny call her ma, but she wanted the other kid to call her ma? I don't know. Another mystery. Yeah, I mean, I thought that maybe it was just showing that she had ascended since Lenny came and was now. But still, you you, you wouldn't call like that's not an official term, ma, right? Ma, like, yeah. that's that, that's a very sort of like casual term for for me but really an interesting sort of just in these two episodes watching how he sort of turns on her like clearly trusts her very much is using her you know her her, her knowledge or insight. really she's the only person that's allowed to like talk casually to him yeah well she didn't he didn't like how she was saying we in reference to the pope and him yeah that's he the really didn't was. like that and then sort of publicly uh insults her but then we have towards the end of the second episode like the whole she slaps him and like i think there's still definitely yeah there's still some like there's a relationship there yeah i think um i think that was that was pretty cool to see where that went in two episodes and then just to to see where that that might go uh moving forward another really cool dynamic just in these first two episodes is between uh the the young pope and i think it cardinal voello voello like the the main guy guy that was talking to like talking to him the most yeah the guy that has launched an investigation against him yeah the guy that was looking at the uh 
the Venus of Willendorf. Yes, and he wrote the speech. Yeah. Um, that dynamic is pretty cool. Like, the that first scene where the guy comes in and sort of starts, like, trying to lay, lay down a little power. Uh, yeah. And then, ah, oh, just... Jude Law just has this, like... <laughs> like, he'll completely own you, and then he'll act nice, and then, oh, it turns out he was just pretending when he was acting nice. Like, that sort of se- seems to be, like, his, his signature thing. Like, he'll do something crazy or do something out of character and draw you in and then just no I was just just joking and then he does his like devious weird facial expression um but I don't know what's gonna happen like Chris you might know more about this but this whole like so that guy is the secretary of state like that's what they keep referring to him as uh well the the Vatican Vatican is is a state yeah so is that guy, do you know, like, is he just the Secretary of State of the Vatican until he decides to be done? Is he like like the Pope? Like, the Pope is, like, know. the leader uh, until he decides to be done? Like, I don't know. In that way, like, the whole po- political scene there is really interesting to look look into. Chris, maybe you, you can look into it a little bit as our history buff and uh, sure, yeah. give us a lowdown next next yeah. week. Before, um, we, uh, before we move on to our great interview i did want to mention one thing yes the venus of willendorf is not owned by the vatican it is it is in fact in vienna austria right now on display in a museum and it made me very not angry but it it did annoy me that the venus of willendorf like they thought that people would be think it was okay that like the venus of willendorf was in just the pope's office for some reason not even on display for people one of the most important artifacts. I, I don't know what that is, Chris. It's the Venus of Willendorf. It's like uh, one of the oldest religious relics ever found. So that was a uh, f- factual error? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Well, I guess it's possible in like this future, in this alternate timeline, the Vatican somehow bought it. Why do you think they would do that when they're, like, clearly they've done their background? Well, the symbolism, Jeff. Okay. Well, what what is the 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 symbolism? I, I, it's a pagan religious figure, and this head of state of the Vatican is like fawning over this pagan religious okay, figure. Okay. Well, that that's an interesting fact. That's a that is interesting because they clearly, you know, they want to focus on it. Yeah, I want to bring up one more thing about this this episode, Chris. Sure. Um, I thought one of the funniest moments was. This ongoing thing where he wanted to talk to that one guy. Do you remember what that that one guy was? He 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 had like a long title, like he was the uh, the member of the uh, the he he was the leader of something. The guy that turned out to be gay. I think so. Yeah. Uh, and he mentions, I think, like two other times, like I wanted to talk to this guy first. Like I I, I want to talk to this guy. Yeah. Now I'm wondering, is it because he? he was thinking he might he might be be, be gay like he he just went like right in into that when I, they were well, talking i was thinking because in the second episode he talks he uh his mentor that's angry at him he tries uh-huh. to set that guy up with the job of that guy that he's firing uh, so i assumed his plan all along was to find a reason to fire that guy i see okay and of course that guy is uh james Cro- cromwell <laughs> Uh, which yeah. uh, was 
escaping both of our tongues a, m- a moment ago, but we also spoke about in our interview with Colin a, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was my, my two favorite moments, I think, of the episode. I'll, I'll say three. The delivery of the crazy speech. Like, not the imaginary one, like the mm-hmm. real speech was one of my, my favorite moments. When he tells the confessional guy that he doesn't believe in God, second favorite moment. And when he presses the get this guy out of my office button during this scene, I thought it was like so sort of out of character, but like really funny when the woman comes in and goes like, Pope, it's time for your snack. And then he like laughs. Like, like yeah. that's, I think that's the first time we've ever seen him like genuinely like yeah. laugh. Like he really did like it. It was just like the perfect laugh too. Like, yeah. uh, I guess that's what happens when you have an Academy Award winning director working with July. You get like, like I just thought it was like perfect yeah. that he sort of laughs and uh, says, "Oh, that that's what she calls it," and then uh, sends him on his way. Um, but yeah, it'll be really interesting to see. Uh, Cardinal Spencer is the guy, uh, the older guy that I thought was his father, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, what goes on with that I mean that's the other thing that this whole thing is like shrouded in mystery like we don't know how he became Pope yeah like everyone just sort of talks about it a little bit like will we ever really find find out Chris I'm sure we will I hope so so now we have a very special treat for you guys. We actually sat down with Colin Smith, very talented actor uh, from The Young Pope and he gave us some great insight we really enjoyed talking with him so uh, enjoy Okay, guys, so we have a very special guest on the pod today. He stars in the new movie Bear With Us, which is winning all sorts of awards all over the place on the festival circuit. You can also check him out Sundays, 9 p.m. Eastern, on the new HBO drama The Young Pope, which is also getting crazy reviews in Europe right now. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the podcast Mr. Colin Smith. Welcome, Colin. Hi, thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. We are so pumped to have you. <laughs> you know what? You're uh, you're based in New York, right? Yeah, correct. I'm in New York. So you're getting hit with this weather too. Uh, well, the super nice weather right now. It's like 60 degrees out today. Oh, man. Exceptionally nice out today. <laughs> yeah. We just got like two feet of no, not two feet of snow. Like a few days ago. A few days ago. Uh, yeah, and- yeah. I was actually flying back from California on Saturday, and we were held up because of the snow. But now it's like mm. all gone. So. Oh man. I would love to get out there. I know, Colin, you mentioned that you're a cyclist, right? Yeah. Yes, I am an avid avid cyclist when I can be, you know. See, me and Mike cycle together. Oh, yeah. oh right. We're on the very low end. You're probably far we, and away. We think everyone's a better cyclist than us, so <laughs> I'm sure you're, uh, you're, you're much better. But no, you guys uh, what, you have th- the spandex and everything? You've got the... <laughs> no, no, oh, we don't no, go no. that far. See, I go now, that far. That's how... That's you can how see that... That's how we know you're you're a lot more advanced than us. <laughs> that's the separation right there. That's the the separation. And maybe one day, Mike. Maybe one day, yeah. But uh, Noah, I, I also wanted to get one more thing out of the way at the beginning. I was a little bit worried because Chris is sort of like the beard aficionado of uh, the podcast. Cool. And I know recently Chris had to shave, right? Oh. Yeah. For, for something work-related. And then Colin comes in here who is... I'm sorry, Chris. I think I think Colin has a better beard. He might. Uh, bear with us. You had a great one, Colin. <laughs> well, 
I I shaved it off after uh, the young pope. To be honest with you guys, wow. oh, we're in the same boat. You know the I pain. grew it back. I grew it back because uh, I couldn't be without it. Actually, I felt naked. Uh, <laughs> I'm, that right I'm now. envious. I, I could never. I know, right? It's so it's so weird. <laughs> it's like I like couldn't couldn't handle it, so I had to immediately just grow. A small, a small modicum of what it was, but it's, it's there nonetheless. There you go. So, so we're on the same page. Yeah. Are we gonna get is is the beard of equal quality that it was in Bear with Us in the Young Pope? Uh, it's. I'd have to say it's better. It's a greater. Oh, all right. I, I um, cannot wait. I'm more excited. Well, it's funny. Point. You know, I, and I don't know if you guys want to get into it right now, but you know, I filmed the Young Pope after like in in a sort of segments uh, over the course of a four or five months uh and so i sort of filmed it and they were like can you just keep that beard and i was like yeah totally you know uh but i just kind of kept growing it so whenever i'd return to set they'd trim it back uh so i just kind of grew this this really crazy beard which is great because it we're sort of filming right in the dead of last winter so i had this you know great protective layer (laughs) <laughs> which came Nothing handy. better than that, right? Oh, no. Like a nice <laughs> beard layer. And definitely we, we want to talk more uh, Young Pope uh, in just a bit here. But really, I'd love to get into, Colin, like a little bit more uh, about your beginnings. Now, you grew up in Kentucky, right? Yeah, I grew up in Louisville. Can you tell us a little bit about like how you, for, like what inspired you to get into acting in, in the first place? Um, you know, basically like the first time I got a laugh in the school play, I was like, that's, that's pretty much what I want forever. Uh, but you know, I was like kind of just a kid bopping around, you know, like seeing, seeing, uh, what I liked. And, uh, we did a, we did a school play and I, and I got this laugh and I was, uh, I was pretty much hooked from there. Um, and the rest is history, you know? (laughs) There you go. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've got to say everything I've seen from you. Uh, like Chris was actually me and Chris watched bear with us together. He was making fun of me because he thought I was like disturbing his viewing experience because I was laughing at you too much. Like <laughs> you were hilarious in that. Oh, like, thanks. I, so uh, Chris, Chris, Chris thought it was like a, a serious drama. Manchester, like, a Manchester by the it. sea. Yeah. I was worried about all these yeah, characters Chris. lives, man. There's, there's <laughs> bears. Stakes are high. Yeah. Yeah. Serious danger. Yeah. <laughs> Like literally, I was just, your your character and your performance in that was cracking me up. I was loving it, and you had some nice like drama like um, at the end. I mean, we can get in into that. But how about like talk talk to me about who who are your major influencers, or did you have mentors? I I know you have a background in in theater, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in terms of influences, I grew up. I actually grew up. Uh, loving Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> which doesn't nice. quite probably add up given what I, what I've become. But, uh, my dad, my dad was a huge fan of his. And so basically cool. my sisters and mom went out of town one weekend and he rented like the whole pantheon of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies and sat me down with a pizza and was like, here you go. <laughs> so like, yeah. you know, I was just like my, my hair blew back when I saw predator but you know, like oh, after yeah. that, uh, you know, when I started to get more more serious, I think I, I I always gravitated towards like Gary Oldman and those those types of dudes, um, just those kind of chameleon guys. I always really uh, respected a lot and sort of fascinated with their work. You know, awesome man. Yeah, yeah. Now, have uh, you seen the new Celebrity Apprentice? <laughs> no, Ar- Arnold's there. 
I know. I've I've heard. I've heard. I've heard uh, our our president elect even tweeted about it somewhat, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. somewhat mockingly, uh, which is mockingly just gloating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I- but yeah. I haven't seen it. Uh, I haven't seen much of Arnold's most recent work, to be totally <laughs> honest with you. I think that's, you know, that's after unfair. Junior, after Junior, it's kind of been a wash. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure you're missing much there. No, but I did see like the one where Gabriel Byrne is Satan, and he's like a like a downtrodden detective. I don't even remember <laughs> that. That sounds like something I need to check out. Yeah, I'm not familiar. <laughs> And there's one where uh, it's him and I think Vivica Fox. No. Um, yeah, I, I could be wrong. I, well, just... I know he did. I know he did some weird stuff after uh, getting out of politics and like trying to like convince everyone that he wanted to be an actor again. Okay. Yeah, I thought he was going to do Conan the King. That was like the rumor. But uh, but well, I am I am stoked that there's going to be a new Predator. Apparently, that uh, Shane Black is the writing. Yeah, I'm pumped for that. Predator is a personal uh, favorite of mine. Oh, it is. As far as Arnold Schwarzenegger is concerned, I'd say it's it's at the top of the list. Okay, awesome. <laughs> now, speaking of things that were insanely popular, uh, Colin, you were involved in this uh, during the 2014 World Cup. Nike had this huge advertising campaign and we're talking like huge and i have a background a bit in uh promotion and advertising and, and stuff like that so i mean th- th- this campaign had six billion total impressions it had 372 million views online and colin you had a huge role in that right uh yeah the character that they um i actually didn't know that impression stat <laughs> until yeah. just now so that's cool uh the character that I was voicing, uh, sort of like the actual person, it was based on an actual person. Uh, his team didn't make it to the World Cup, so their whole like uh, angle that they took with it was that he was on vacation, so he could freely <laughs> comment on whatever, you know. Uh, so I, like I ended it. up getting a lot of airtime, and that was just a ton of fun, you know. Um, and and if anybody wanted to see it, they could just go on YouTube and look for Nike Risk Everything, and they'd see. Uh, the stuff that we were doing, you know, but it was really cool because it was actually real time digital animation, which, you know, I think is pretty new where they, I was doing the voice and there was a guy in a suit who was listening to me doing the voice and sort of kind of acting what I was saying out. And that was all being recorded in real time and rendered in real time so that people could fire Twitter questions at us and we could get back to them with like a beautiful computer animation within like 10 minutes, you know? So that, that was, that was wild. Yeah. That is so cool. Like I didn't realize that's how it was done. Cause I saw some of those videos with you. Like it seemed like live answering questions. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. And that was totally live actually. Yeah. So unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like that's, yeah. Yeah. And then the campaign, that was like code red. That was such a funny day because (laughs) you know, like it was, they were basically like putting me out there and just hoping I didn't accidentally, you know, cuss. (laughs) So so it was like high stakes, you know, the whole Nike, you know, well, the Nike people with company was there. There was like a, there was like a, uh, you know, breaking case of emergency button, you know, or like if anything went wrong or if any of the people I was like talking to, like suddenly went off, they would just like shut it down. But it actually, you know, fortunately it was totally uh, a great time and we were just having a ton of fun and, and it was Colin, cool. Uh, 
Colin had the Nike brand in his hands that, that, that day. It's <laughs> a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah. We were doing it in Portland, so we got some, uh, some donuts, some voodoo donuts for breakfast, some good coffee, and, you know, it was all pretty, all pretty mellow. I love it. And, and then the whole thing ended up winning, like, a gold medal at cons, right? I, I think it did. And uh, a good friend, a good guy who's now doing Nike in Europe, and his name is Al Mary, and, uh, and he was just really smart and funny writer and he was he and i were doing a lot he was doing a lot of the writing and i was adding color where i could you know so there was a whole team of people on it though you know so it was rad totally rad just awesome stuff and i would definitely uh, go and check that out um nike risk everything really inspirational campaign too you know it's very cool did you oh, see that did you see that the, the video they did with the uh, players versus robots like that final, like it was like a five minute, like short type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's kind really of reminded cool. me of like really Incredibles or something, you know. Is that? Yeah, yeah. it was like Pixar level. <laughs> I saw Colin's character took took the first shot, and it almost went in. I, I mean, I won't spoil it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, seriously, yeah. that's for the. <laughs> but seriously, go go and check it out. But uh, let's let's talk a little bit about your work uh, with Will Sterling because you guys have done a few a few projects together, right? Yeah, yeah. I actually, uh, I met Will, who's uh, a very uh, young and up-and-coming director, uh, when he was actually at NYU doing undergrad. And I met him because I was doing a play with his uh, girlfriend, um, and we just kind of hit it off, and he ended up putting me in his thesis uh, project, which is called Beyond Belief. It's about a magician uh, who's struggling to make ends meet. And I played like this punk uh, who was always kind of pestering him. And a little bit of insight going back to Arnold was I based that on uh, Bill Paxton's punk character from Terminator. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of based it on it. You know, I was like, I was like, oh, cool. I watched that scene a couple of times because I yeah, think I Bill it. Paxton is amazing. And, uh, and, uh, you know, but I don't get my, I think he gets his like heart ripped out by Arnold or something. And, <laughs> and that, that doesn't happen to my character. Uh, so anyway, I met him doing that and then, um, and we hit it off and we had a really good relationship. And then the next summer, uh, we worked on another film together. And then the summer after that, another short, which is down in flames, which you can find on Amazon. Uh, which you guys both watched. Really funny. Yeah, it's like, a, just to give a little synopsis, it's about a guy who wants to set a world record. It's his whole life goal. And he decides the way you can do it is by uh, blowing fire while skydiving. Uh, so it's like, I think it's around 30 minutes. Uh, but it went to a ton yeah. of festivals, and, and I got to play a, his skydiving instructor along with another really good actor named tyler hollinger i noticed that you uh you bear the same name uh as as you do in real life in data flames was uh there's is there anything to that or is that just uh i think that was just a bit you know that whole project came together in like under i want to say like three months from the idea to the filming uh the guy who plays the the tony volcano the fire breather had the idea i think in his shower (laughs) Uh, as the story goes, <laughs> told Will Stribling, who we had worked with in Beyond Belief, Will wrote up a script, cast it, and shot it all within like oh, wow. months. And by the next wow. summer, it was in festivals. So wow. it was pretty, It's a lot came together, and we got to do actual skydiving in it. You know? Oh, that, that was you. It could be me. 
conceivably. It sure does look like you. We were in a we were in a plane, uh, but you know, that's all I'll say. We were in the plane. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. When I saw you in that plane, I was like, "Is this Colin? Like, is is this happening?" Yeah, that was kind of a a no acting required kind of a day. Yeah. When you're, you're in a plane, right. You know, with the parachute on, just kind of have a good time and go with it. Uh, I just got a comment. Your guys. Uh reaction when you when your characters hit the ground uh at what had just occurred i thought was was probably the funniest thing in that movie no spoilers, no spoilers. i'm not spoiling anything okay. but uh that was that was a highlight for me oh nice um, i do just want to ask you about that actor uh rj lewis correct yeah RJ. Uh, he seems like a really interesting character yes <laughs> and he's been in all three of these uh Stribbling films, uh, if that is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> What's the deal with that guy? Is he just? Uh, uh, he, he's a, he he's like a magician. Cool he's a magician. Really? Yeah, yeah. He's a real magician. He's actually, I think, right now he's working on a cruise ship doing a magic show. Wow. Uh, so that's interesting. He auditioned uh, to be in the the thesis we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he does all those tricks, um, and then wow. he can also breathe fire. So you know, and uh, and then he ended up you know loving doing this stuff so much. He he became the producer of Bear with Us, which is the film that we just uh, did together. Producer and cameo. Producer and cameo. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. okay. How That's many producers cool. make a cameo, Peter Berg? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, they love to I throw love, themselves in there. I want to talk about Bear With Us, and definitely, guys, go check out Down in Flames, though. I think it won Best Comedy Film at last year's Co- Comic-Con, I think, so really uh, it did, good, yeah. good stuff. Oh. Uh, yeah. But bear, bear With Us, so me and Chris watched it. Uh, I mean, this is the the acting in this. We've got Chrissy Carlson Romano, we've got Cheyenne Jackson, mm-hmm. uh, like there's some great acting in here and it's just a really cool like setup for a movie. I don't know if, if you can talk to us a little bit about uh, the, the movie and, and your involvement. Uh, yeah, it's a, um, it's a farce. It's a, it's a genre mashup. It's a, a horror comedy filmed in mm-hmm. black and white. Um, that was written by Joe Stribling and a guy named Russ Nickel, uh, who are great dudes. And you know, it's a, Typical. Well, I won't say it's a typical. It's a cabin in the woods story um, that sort of uh, spirals out of control. Um, uh, you know, so it's making. It's doing the festivals now, and um, let's see what else could I say about it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it. Hopefully, you know, the guys are are uh, out there doing the distribution game right now. So hopefully, it'll be available to see soon. But. Um, uh what did you guys think could you i'll just quickly say so this is a movie that chris ended up scolding me as i mentioned before <laughs> right, right, right uh because i because i thought it was funny but chris what what were your thoughts we're we're very fresh we 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 just watched it totally 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 well i think the genre mashup uh that you talked about the quality of it was really shows through really well in the movie uh there were parts that were really scary intention filled and obviously uh, the comedy was really well done, but both par- both parts of that equation shine through early in the film. Nice. Well, yeah, yeah. What do you think, Jeff? I mean, I thought it was it was really cool, and I don't want to say like I know I was laughing, but you're 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 absolutely right. It's that mixed genre, 
it was really cool. I think I've seen, uh, you know, uh, someone else say, say about it. It's sort of like the funniest possible outcome for a cabin in a wood, uh, setup. Uh, and it really is like, there's lots of cool stuff going on. I think everyone gives a great performance and there's lots yeah. of chemistry. I'm just, you know, I was just going to say, you know, I think the, the thing I really, uh, admire about it is that it's kind of a, a throwback in a way too, I think to like, Sort of not not that there's anything wrong with with comedy that's being made now. You know, in fact, the opposite. I love a lot of comedy that's going on now, but it's like very tight. Very the writing is like everything kind of is specific, and uh, you know the sort of comedy that came about with Apatow is kind of looser, and you know, and this is kind of. I think they really wanted to be intentional um, with it, and just kind of you know, kind of go back to like the screwball comedy days of you know of your sort of <laughs> if that makes any sense i don't know you know that's how i but interpret it's, it but it's never over the top at all it all plays its tone very well there are just some some great moments in there i uh, i really enjoyed watching it i'm looking forward to to checking it out i, I didn't get the chance we yeah yeah it's check not, it out i will uh with the next couple of days i think Mike is not not special enough. You know, <laughs> you, know you, 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 you can watch it later. No, but yeah. definitely watch it, and everyone out there watch it. Not to keep bringing up awards, but it's not my fault. Colin's stuff that he's involved in keeps winning awards. So this, bear with us on the festival circuit. Just some awards this won: best feature, best ensemble cast, best directing, best script. I mean, this this thing is winning a bunch of stuff. So definitely go and check it out, guys. We got to talk about the young pope. Oh yeah, because I know we're, we're going to be discussing the the young pope a lot. This is are you? Of, You're super excited. Uh, we are so. That's going to be one of our recurring. I just found out about uh, all these memes that are going on <laughs> with the Jude Law stuff. Yeah. yeah, the young pope memes that are happening. That's pretty oh. amazing. There's like three pre memes. I don't know if that's a first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like. I, I, can can you explain that if you know more, Colin? Because I actually I saw that the memes exist, but I'm not sure exactly what they are. Is, is it like a play on the name? I think people or? just got so sort of fascinated with how literal the title is <laughs> that they thought it was just like uh, the concept itself was is so weird and kind of striking that people couldn't couldn't wait to react to it. <laughs> So they just started making their own content, which is like, I saw like an image of Don Draper and there was a poster board behind him and it said the Pope, but he's young. (laughs) (laughs) Which I thought would be awesome. You know, I think it's great there's, uh, that people are excited and making, making stuff about it before it's even happened. I do love the title. I just think it is, it is just so, so perfect for the, um, just going by what I've seen in the trailer for the, the the sensibility that that appears that they're appear that they're looking to strike with uh with it, um, it just has me excited. It's a no, no BS title. BS. Yep. No <laughs> BS. And this one was sort of interesting, uh, and maybe uh, I'm not sure if you, you know, have any insight on this, Colin. But like, it's already been released in Europe, right? So we're getting it later on HBO. It's a joint BBC Studio Canal HBO production. So, um, so yeah, it's been out in Italy, um, and I think it premiered at it premiered at Venice, 
So I don't know where else it's showing, but you know, I know it comes out on Sunday here, Sunday, and then the following episode is on Monday, which is a new. Yeah, Mike I want, was mentioning. That. I wanted to ask you about. I don't know if you have any insight or can speak to why HBO is is airing the show that way. It's it seems very uh, unconventional. It is strange. For, I think because it's like January, and uh, <laughs> yeah. and like, like kind what of else are you gonna do on Monday? And you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I yeah, we, we, we get double the young Pope uh, every week, so I'm not complaining. It's just uh, it's interesting that they're doing it that way. I mean, yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah. I didn't know this until you just mentioned it, Mike. So I'm pretty excited. We get two two episodes in two days. Um, but let me ask you, uh, Colin. So I know when you were filming, uh, this was directed by Academy Award winning director Paolo Sorrentino. Uh, did you get to work directly with him? And how was that? I could tell you uh, a quick story that um, about him. Which is that uh, on the first day of shooting, you know, this is this is the biggest thing, one of the biggest things I've done. So I was super stoked. And, you know, but they on the first day of filming, they were like, you know, uh, you have so much time to just chill. You know, don't worry about it. Go get some breakfast. I got some breakfast. Uh and, you know, I'm eating the breakfast and they're like, you're you're on right now, you know. Uh, so I like kind of like wiped the, the egg away from my beard uh, and sort of like ran, you know, and ran to uh, to where we were shooting. And Paulo came up and and he had a cigarillo. It's very Italian. And it's just like the coolest guy. Uh, so. You know, so I was sort of like, this is this is such a cool experience. I hope I don't have any egg in my beard still. Uh, this guy is like, you know, a shining example of coolness. Uh, and so um, so he was awesome. And uh, and, you know, it's a perfect total gentleman. And really, I think I really had a great team of people around him, too, that he I think has worked with for for some time. Um in terms of the cinema, the DP, the cinematographer, and and the the art director, man. And when you see like the trailer and the shots yes. from from this, it is like stunning. The mm. sets and like, everything is just so 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 unbelievable and so ornate. Diane I mean, Keaton is looking pretty fierce. It's yeah, to see <laughs> James Cromwell. Yeah, Jude Law. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, I think it's gonna be big. Now, now, where did, did you film in other locations too, Colin? Uh, I filmed in three locations. I filmed in um, uh, Long Island and then Venice, Italy. I uh, got to film there, and then our last day was in uh, Los Angeles. So cool, cool, and uh, yeah, and, uh, getting to to work with him. It, it just sounds like a, it sounds like it's gonna be. Like it's gonna be real, real good stuff. So, no spoilers, okay? We're all about no spoilers, Mike. I think Mike's <laughs> the biggest you. spoiler guy on this po- podcast. So, we know that you are playing a, a, a father role, right? You're playing the young pope's father. Yes, are we allowed to say it? I'll, I'll cut oh, it out yeah. if you can't say it. No, 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 no. you can. That's on on Wikipedia. Yeah, it's yeah, on I Wikipedia. Mean... It's on Wikipedia. So, but I mean, okay. I think that I think that uh, it'll sort of be up to the viewer in a way. Also, 
Ooh. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> until we're grasping for the information. Man, I, I know. No, we don't want to push Colin, but like, okay. <laughs> I want to bring bring this up. So, Colin, we have something on this podcast called uh, a screen bet, and I, I'm struggling because I don't want to try to push Colin for any info, and we're not going to do do that. Uh, although I think it's super cool that he gets to play someone that clearly has such an impact on like the psyche of the main main character. But here's what I want to do. And I'm springing this on, on, on you guys too. Clearly from the trailers, uh, the young Pope does not have a good relationship with his father. <laughs> I want each of us to guess what happened during childhood, or I guess at whatever point that caused this rift between the young Pope and, 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 and his father. Now, Colin, I don't, I don't know what Colin knows, but I'm not asking for any info. All I want Colin to do is just rate us each on a scale from one to 10. No, no pressure. Okay. Are, are, are we all cool with what's the, what, what's the like rating? Like one is, uh, <laughs> one is like meh and 10 is like, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. So, like, it's I not like, like it's not like true or false. It's like yeah, it's more. And really, I think the, the rating system can be whatever you you'd like call it. <laughs> like you can sort of gauge like, know what? That feels like a three. Okay. <laughs> okay. What, yeah. Yeah. What, 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 okay. So because I've had time to think about this, I'll say mine first while while you two think. So this is Jeff's official entry into the young pope sc- screen bat. I think what happened. Is that the young pope? And I have no idea. I haven't seen anything. Obviously, I think the young pope had like a very conservative upbringing, and like very religious. And his father really like pushed that on him. And then he sees his father do something crazy that like is not in line with those beliefs. And then he's sort of like, uh, "Screw this guy! I don't like him anymore." And I'm going full throttle on my beliefs. Like I'm going even more hardcore with, with my beliefs. Okay. So that's uh that's my nomination, Colin, just one, one to 10. However <laughs> you feel no pressure. Uh, I'm going to drop a two on that one. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Nice, <laughs> Chris. That was yeah. a pretty, okay. Uh, okay. 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 No, no, what? I, I, just, I just felt it was a two. I don't know why. You know, it's all good. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm thinking maybe the young Pope, the young Pope's father is a big Yankees fan. And as he's growing up, he realizes the young Pope realizes he's a Red Sox fan. Oh, <laughs> and that, causes and that causes a rift between them. Right. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Uh, yes, that's there's it. no that's like it, there's no like that World Series where the Red Sox came back from from two down yes. or whatever. The attention to detail. You mean you mean in the the ALCS where the Red Sox came down down yeah. down th- three that's nothing right. to to advance the World Series? Well, yes. Sorry, <laughs> so that's that, what I meant. That's what that, I meant. Is that the one that? Okay, yeah, I'm gonna go with an eight on that. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> okay. Oh, geez. So now it's up to I Mike. I not prepared my guests, so I am I am extremely. Uh, you know what? Have some confidence. 
I, I feel like whatever happens, it has it has to do in some capacity with um, the young pope's mother. Whoa! He did something. Mm-hmm. The the young pope's father did something to to burn that bridge involving uh, the young pope in his relationship to his mother. Wow. And that that's where I'm going. I, I I'm not. I have no specifics. I, that's just the feeling that I have is that you your character did something to the young pope's mother and it was oh, not wow. cool wow. <laughs> i'm gonna give that a 7.9 so oh. it's, oh. it's no, gonna I... win out on the on the totally ridiculous rate scale so i feel like there's some beard related fa- favoritism going on because <laughs> right because oh, where's Jude laws here who knows Jude laws here <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't look like he has one, according to maybe him. that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was all it was all the beard all the envy. Beard envy drives drives a lot of crazy things. Exactly. <laughs> but man, it's uh, we're all looking forward to it. We're so happy uh, that you're going to be in it because um, you've just been you know a joy to to, to watch and all this other stuff we've we've seen we've we've seen you in. So uh, I appreciate. I it. cannot wait to watch it. Uh, but let me ask you this, Colin. Mm-hmm. Where can our listeners go to find you online or if they want to, you know, find out what you're doing and all that fun fun stuff? Uh, yeah, um, I have a website. It's colinmsmith.com. Uh, uh, it's Colin with two L's. Um, so they could go there and I usually try to update it when some cool stuff is happening. So, um, yeah, check that out. And I guess that's pretty much as my, my digital life is pretty much limited to that. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. No, yeah. it's like straightforward. They can go and find you. Anyway, yeah. Colin, absolute pleasure talking with you, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, awesome. You are the man. Everyone, go check out Bear With Us. It'll be out soon, winning all sorts of awards. Uh, The Young Pope, Sundays and Mondays? Sundays and Mondays. Mondays, Sundays and Mondays at 9 p.m. Eastern. Go and check it out. I know we'll be talking about it every week. And Colin, thank you so much for being on, man. We would love to have you back. Thank you so much for sitting down with us. Yeah, man, love to be back. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks, Colin. Thanks, Colin. Take care. God bless. As always, guys, if you want to share your comments or thoughts, you can get in touch with us at ScreeningClub at gmail.com. You can also join us on ScreeningClub.com for more articles, insight, and to share your thoughts. Have a great week, everyone, and we'll see you soon.